Today on the podcast, we have the incomparable Coach Caroline, one of our CrossFit credentialed trainers and mind, body, psychology of eating graduate. And she'll be talking with us about a pretty serious topic, forgiveness, and how it plays in with your health. Stick around. Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast, where we hear and learn from our coaches, CrossFitters, and Glen Ed community leaders. Now, here are your hosts. Dallas and Greg. Welcome to the CrossFit Agile Community Podcast, where we meet and learn from our CFE coaches, meet and learn about our CFE CrossFitters, and occasionally we get to speak with Glen Ed business leaders and learn about their businesses. I'm one of your co-hosts, Coach G. G Scale. My co-host Dallas is on a boat today since it's summertime and opportunity presented. So shout out to Dallas. Hope you have a great time today. That said, we have an exciting stand-in guest today. The amazing Coach Caroline will be on the podcast joining us today. Caroline, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Again, round two. So excited. One of CFE's favorite characters, Coach Caroline, has, uh, like I mentioned earlier on the intro, she is a mind-body psychology of eating graduate and a piece of that has been her recent studies into forgiveness and how it plays in with our total health picture and being our healthiest and best selves so we want to explore that topic on the podcast today so as we begin Caroline, can you can you start by giving us a, a working definition, like just so we all rally around what we're talking about here? What is forgiveness? So I pulled this definition from this website. Um, it's called greatergood.berkeley.edu. It's a really awesome, it kind of encompasses forgiveness as a whole. And so um, I'll just read it straight from my notes. Um, Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. It's a lot to take in, a lot of pieces to break down, but I believe that that's a really great definition of what forgiveness truly is. I've heard... uh forgiveness defined also as accepting the apology that you will never receive do you agree with that definition also as an alternative i do i I think it's an uh it's also a great definition just accepting the apology because you're some you know the person that have hurt you might be gone now they might have moved away they might have passed on and so those types of that that type of apology is something that you're never going to get and yet it's still really good for your own personal well-being and health to try to forgive that person well let's hang out with that for a second so why why is forgiveness important say for me if, if there's something that i've been keeping you know something that's been that's affected me how is forgiveness helpful for me? Well, uh, it's really helpful because you might notice that you treat certain people differently than you treat others because maybe that person is triggering something, some memory from your past, 
even if you're at peace, you don't necessarily know what it is, but you can feel that kind of digging at your soul a little bit. Um, and it might not be something as big as trauma. It could just be something as lying or something like that, but, or maybe, um, the way that they look is kind of triggering you. And so you're going to treat that person differently than you would treat someone else. Um, unforgiveness can also send you into a downward spiral mentally. Uh, it will, you'll, you'll harbor bitterness, negativity, um, resentment towards someone or some group or someone you don't even know. Uh, and, and therefore just kind of your action would kind of pu push you into a direction of um, unhealthy actions. It's kind of hard for me to get out there, but I think I got it. It, it sounds like a piece of it is if there's something that is weighing on me, some something I have not yet forgiven someone for, that it makes me more likely to react in certain ways or act out in certain ways at people who may have nothing to do with the original hurt or the original offense, in which case there's collateral damage. Like I incidentally negatively affect others in my sphere of influence because I'm carrying this baggage. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. It's a better way of saying it. <laughs> so then, got it. So, and then let's, so this is one way it might affect like your interpersonal relations. It can affect others and you, you could incidentally end up acting out or lashing out at somebody who maybe doesn't deserve to have that. Besides that, like, how is this important for a person's health picture? Let's say that, you know, I feel like I've got it all under control. I've got this bit, this hurt inside of me that really affects me greatly. I feel like I'm not acting out against people, but like just you know, per, purely selfishly, how does it affect my health? If I want to be my healthiest self, if I fail to forgive, how can that impact me? Well, you might skip your workout because there's going to be a group class. You want to, you tend to like isolate yourself instead so you might go be by yourself which there i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but isolation is uh something that um we tend to choose over being around people i believe that we are made to be in relationship with others and if you are not in relationship with others then you're going to isolate yourself and your mind will go bitterness negativity resentment um the other thing you might choose to do would be to maybe choose that comfort food over something that you really need to do you know you're basically choosing between disease and not disease and so if you're choosing that comfort food um again you know in some cases i i tend to think that it's not bad or wrong. I don't want to put a moral code on that. But if what you're trying to do is make better choices about what you're eating, but you're harboring unforgiveness, then you're going to choose other things, maybe drinking more, maybe experimenting with other things, drugs, whatever. 
you're going to choose things like that instead, which aren't as healthy if you have a goal of focus to maybe stay in a nutrition program or um, be in a social group or something like that. Is that? I've, I've heard before, and you know, you can, you can give me your thoughts on this, that unforgiveness is sort of like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets sick. Right. Because the lack of forgiveness, the anger, there's, there's another, there's also a proverb. I think it's a Chinese proverb that says, this is a related, a related, related emotion, anger. Anger is like holding a hot coal as you wait to throw it at somebody. But it's that holding it in, holding the unforgiveness in is like a toxicity you impose on yourself. Mm-hmm. And that affects you. It affects your health and ultimately affects what you will do for yourself. Now, I, I know that like you do a lot of one-to-one coaching with people in our CrossFit community, and you probably have seen ways that the lack of forgiveness or forgiveness affects them in their health journey. Can you speak to that a little bit? Like the, some of the examples and ways you've seen this concept manifest in a person's total health picture. You know, one of the one one specific example actually just came up when you asked me that question, and I have seen um, and heard firsthand that some will admit to um, self sabotage, and it's um, it it is hard. It's something that um, you know I can most certainly understand, but if they know that. Um, I, I don't want to just, I'm, I'm having trouble just laying it out there, but I had a, a client who discussed very specifically that she was really upset at her husband for saying something. They were at a, um, a, a, a wedding, um, reception and he said something. So then she just went like, and it hurt her feelings which then triggered something that she hadn't let go of in the past. And then she just became bitter and resentful all over again. So she stuffed herself full of food and liquor and um, desserts because she knew that he was going to, they were eventually going to be intimate. And she didn't think that he deserved to enjoy that part of her. Wow. Wow. Um, it was a really difficult situation. Right. But she couldn't see how she was actually sabotaging her own self and her health to get back at her husband. Do you feel like situations or variations, like remixes of this situation, do you feel like these are fairly common things? that a lot of, a lot of people deal with? You know, I'm not sure. Um, it, it, it's only the second time that I'd actually come in contact with someone who, I mean, the self-sabotage thing. Yes, absolutely. That happens over and over and over. But as far as like specifically being very, um, direct about, well, I, I know that my, I'm going to have to be intimate with my husband and I don't want him to enjoy that side of me. 
So, you know, screw him. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make it hard for him. It was, it was a little difficult and yet I understood the whole thing. So you know, it's, maybe it's a little bit more extreme example, but this is just one right. thing that highlights how it can affect us and others. If there is something underneath there that has not yet been, I know, properly digested. Yes. Yes. And why, why, why is it so hard for people to forgive? Why is that difficult? Um, I mean, there's a number of reasons, right? I mean, I, I struggle with this still, and I've been studying forgiveness for years, how to do it. Um, why do it? Why should I do it? Um, I think it's, it's difficult because you can be completely at peace and think that you've let go of something. But again, like I talked about before that, that you can be triggered in the midst of peace when you're going for a walk, when you're having dinner with your family, when you are, you know, like in a, in a even in a great moment, um, something will trigger you. That memory comes up in the back of your head. Um, I think that's what makes it so hard. One of the things that makes it really difficult to forgive. Um, I'm sure there are other reasons why. Um, as I as I explore this in the context of my own self, I think that part of what can make it forgive make forgiveness difficult is the idea that maybe in some sense I'm letting them off the hook. Right. right? Like yeah. they legitimately did something that hurt me or hurt others, hurt people I care about, you know, fill in the blank. There's an actual wrong that happened. Mm -hmm. And I have a very hard time stomaching the idea of letting them get away with it. I want there to be retribution. I want there to be justice. I want there to be a righting of the wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think that um, sometimes it's also really difficult is because we don't know how to do it. You know, we weren't taught how to do it, right? Your your parents might be like, well, kiss and make up or shake your brother's hand or your sister or whatever, or give each other a hug. You know, we do that to kind of reconcile, but that's that's just a, a physical when you're still harboring that anger and and um, and resentment inside. I think it's hard because we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is not. Um, and so we just continue on that path of destruction. Do you feel like in the big picture, it is for our, it is for our own best interests that we learn to forgive and let go of past hurts? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's really, really important. Um, I want to point out too, that it doesn't happen overnight. I think that most people know this that it really doesn't happen overnight, but it's good to have that reminder that sometimes it takes a really long time. It takes a really long process. You might have to revisit this topic over and over and over with someone until you can actually just come to a place of peace about the person so that you're no longer harboring that bitterness. I think that the word peace is something that can really that matters and I think resonates with a lot of people, myself included, like I really do want to live my life with a sense of inner peace mm -hmm. and tranquility in my heart and my soul. 
And I really do want to live my life in a way where I don't incidentally harm or damage others because I refuse to let go of this thing inside of me. And I recognize that periodically it bubbles up and like my favorite pastor, Andy Stanley puts it this way that like whatever you pour into your cup is what you have to share with others. And similarly, what you have in your cup is what spills out in a conflict. So if somebody bumps you, what spills out of the cup is whatever is in there, right? If there's something sweet and good in there, that's what spills out. But if there's something negative, damaging, destructive, toxic, you know, terrible in there, that's what spills out also. And it spills out to everybody around, not just you. So I recognize this is a problem, not just for me, where I have this inner sense of unrest, unwellness, dis-ease, but others around me are also incidentally affected by the fact that I haven't let go of something. I recognize, okay, I don't want that to color and characterize the whole rest of my life. I want to move past this. So what are some of the practical ways? Like you said, we know it's not going to happen overnight, but like what's some of the practical ways that I can move towards forgiveness so that I can start to begin the process of exercising the demons that are weighing over me and the ones I love. Yeah. So um, again, this, and this might not be the, the right way for you to do it or for anybody else. There might be a couple of different things you might have to try. Um, you might have to lay it down for a, a little bit of time. You might have to pick that back up. But um, one of the things that I think is important is, um, is that just understanding and knowing what it is, what it means and what it's going to take, because it's, it's, uh, it's not based on other people's actions. It's really based on your attitude and whether or not you're willing to deal with it, come to the realization of it and let it go. Um, because people are jerks. Sometimes they're obnoxious. Uh, sometimes we, we get hurt every day. Uh, and I don't want to use the term oversensitive either because I think that a very sensitive person is also very emotionally intelligent. And, um, and some people can, we just all handle things differently. Um, so it, it, for some, it might take a little bit longer to do these things than it does for others. Anyway, back to like steps. I don't think that there's an actual like perfect way, right way to do this. Uh, but I just want to kind of go over our notes too. Um, some, some general principles or guiding lights, some guiding ideas. Yeah, it can be very helpful because I right. think that this is a this is a really important message for so many of us to hear and then consider for ourselves. Yeah. So, um, so how do we do it? Uh, there, there is. Um, I, I just have like a short little list that I kind of wrote down um is is to like kind of like bring to light who you're angry with um you know and again i i'm getting a little emotional about this because i realize that this is still a a work in progress for me um so making a list of who you're angry with even as far back as you can try to remember those things um like who is it uh 
and and here's some questions that might actually help you as well like are you secretly wishing that someone would fail so jot, jot that down um who has taken advantage of you just clearly identifying who these people are is is uh one of the first steps um the second step is probably like what did they do really bringing that up talking that out writing it down again i'm really big into journaling i think it's really important for most people to do that because journaling kind of just sets the tone for i'm going to take a minute to lay this down so what did they do is the first one number two like what did they do what did they take from you um just clearly identifying, huh how did it affect you right like identifying what they did because if you don't identify specifically what they did and even the situation in which it happened then this can actually repeat on different levels um so just describing that and getting all that down number three um reflecting on what you think might make that thing feel right what do you mean so uh let me explain a little bit of this because this is pretty for some people it's really easy art i know that uh for some artists that i work with it's easier for them because they can visualize a little bit better than most um so I like to ask people to go back in their mind, like lay down, get comfortable, like almost in a hypnotic state, get comfortable, let's control your breathing. And now take me back to the situation in which you were hurt and um, just describe it to me, talk it out, reflect on that experience, tell me exactly what happened, tell me who it was um, and go back into your mind. So. So they've identified the person, they have identified what happened, and then they've reflected on this. Um, what would make this right? And usually what comes out is if they would have just said, I'm sorry, if they would have just said, um, how can I make this right? If they would have just asked that even without the apology, just kind of reflecting on that and and explaining what they did to make it right um depending on the act i feel that sometimes um the person just needs that sincerity that apology um because sometimes we have a hard time taking responsibility for our actions um and so just bringing that to light can be helpful it almost seems like so far what this is is it's a very intentional process yes. of achieving clarity in what the issue is. I, I take a moment, I relax my breathing, no distractions. I go back to what happened and this was the person, this was what happened, this is how it affected me, here's what I feel like maybe I lost, and then what would have made it right in that moment. And all of this seems like it's crystallizing the 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 issue and its impact on us so that we can i guess more more specifically address it because i could see how without this clarity there'd just be this amorphous 
dysfunction or amorphous concept in the back of our minds. Like I never really thought about it before, but I recognize like there are certain just there are just times where I just find myself somebody says something or somebody does something or they touch me in some sort of way and it just brings me back to that and I feel all the same feelings again and it surprises me because I never took the time to intellectually digest what happened and crystallize and get clarity on what happened. You know, it's um, it, it's a, I'm happy to walk anyone through this. I've done it a few times um, and it becomes a, it's, it's kind of time consuming. That's one of the reasons, another reason why people probably don't want to face that because it takes time to do that. Um, it also takes uh, just a moment of recognition, like recognizing that that, you know, it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's a very emotional process for a lot of people. Um, and I can think of very specific instances where I've talked to people about this and um, it just becomes a really emotional thing. So uh, it, again, it's just, it's really hard. I can see that it, for a lot of people, it might be emotionally exhausting to go back and revisit all these things and essentially like mentally relive yeah. what happens. I can say it could be very difficult and something that would be a lot of times easier to avoid. Like, I don't want to think about it. I, I feel terrible when I think about it and it's, it hurts me to think about it. And I, I, I'm re-experiencing all the same negative, difficult emotions that I felt before all over again as I go through this process. Yes. You know, um, that kind of brought up to mind too, like some people are so emotionally upset by it because they then think it's once they go back to that situation, they then think, oh, this was my fault. I let this happen. And now they have to forgive themselves. Um, Interesting angle on it. Uh, so people often blame themselves for that thing happening. Um, one of the things that what what happens is is like they they blame themselves. They start thinking it's their fault. They have to go through the process of forgiving themselves, which again is like another you know can be downward spiral. They start thinking negative about themselves leads to unhealthy eating habits, leads to unhealthy actions and things like that. So that's another thing that I think is really difficult. Um, well, because it may be true or untrue, right? Like uh, on a objective exploration of, you know, this, you know, past incidents, maybe it is my fault what happened. Maybe it's not. Maybe it may be the, maybe I'm, putting un, unreasonable responsibility on myself. Maybe it, maybe it's not me, or maybe it is. Maybe it is my fault what, ha you know, what happened. So maybe then it's, it's, I guess, being courageous enough to explore that and, like real, and, and accept whatever, whatever you learn when you get there maybe it's my fault maybe it's their fault maybe it's a combination maybe i'll never know maybe i'll never really know whose fault it is 
But I guess like part of the forgiveness, and you can tell me if this is just true or not, maybe part of the forgiveness thing is accepting, maybe I never, I never fully know where all the blame lies, but I'm willing to let it go either way. Right. Forgive all parties, even if I don't necessarily have complete, like specific understanding. Yes. You know, um, one of the things that typically happens when I'm talking to someone about forgiveness and they're in that hypnotic state where they're taken back to, let's say their childhood or whatever, um, besides all the emotions and overflowing of all that stuff comes running back is that um, when they get to a point of, you know, this is the situation, this is who it was, this is what happened, then I then say, now bring your 30-year-old self in to this picture. Bring your 30-year-old self into this picture. And I want you to talk to that seven-year-old, eight-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever. You know, you are talking to yourself and and tell yourself, tell your six-year-old self um, what that six-year-old needed to hear at that time in that moment. So a lot of times, because you don't get that forgiveness or, or the uh, apology, you won't, you don't get that apology. Then your 30 year old self talks to your six year old self and says, you know, what do you, what do you need to say to this person? What do you need to hear at that moment? This child who's experienced this thing. And they often say, I'm sorry that this happened to you because they may not get that apology. This wasn't right. You can no longer blame yourself. Um, you know, and just kind of have a conversation with yourself about what needs to happen, what should have happened, what, um, you know, just what things that you would have told yourself in that situation, what be, it's like basically being your own parent, being the mom that you never had, being the dad that you never had, or, or, or maybe you had that, but maybe they're the ones that hurt you and you just kind of parenting yourself back to a healthier mental state. Sure. And you know, a lot of our, our conversation on this so far has been framed around, you know, things that might be considered like pretty serious offenses and very, very like, you know, memorable big events, right? But I think that this concept of forgiveness can probably even just practically play in to like everyday little things, Absolutely. right? So I, I, would, I would probably posit that having a healthy relationship with anybody that we're all imperfect, we're all broken people, we all make mistakes, we all say and do silly things, and we're probably all in a lot of ways like making small offenses toward people around us whether we mean to or not and i've never had any healthy relationship myself where i felt like i was mentally keeping score like this person has hurt me like in these five ways and i'm keeping a mental list you know what i mean i found that like that's that's just not a, a healthy way to relate to anybody 
but if I can, if I can learn to like forgive, even like the small things, the day-to-day things, first of all, it frees up the mental bandwidth for me not to have to keep a list like that, but hopefully it helps me be just a, you know, a better, better person all around, better coach to my athletes, better friend to my friends, better son to my parents, better brother to my brothers, better parent to my son, better spouse to you. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say small though, you know, like, I don't want to say like, I, I don't want there to be a line of like childhood trauma is here and lying is here because for some people that lie is really big, you know, like, and, and, or, or like just like a, a parent maybe calling your daughter fat or, or, or insinuating that they need to lose weight. Like that, that's really big to some people. And, and it's okay if it is like, I, I don't ever want to make it sound like, you know, just because you weren't um, physically abused by your, your parents or your uncle or whatever. Like, I don't want to say that just because you weren't treated this way doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt as bad you know? Yes, um, I understand. Yes. So, so I don't want to say small, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have to go back to that hypnotic state or, uh, or, or see a counselor or talk this through with a friend like 25 times, you know, you could be like any, any type of betrayal or trauma or, some act that just stung even just a little bit can be such a big deal to those that to, to us, to me sometimes even that I, I have to like really get down there and write that down and get that out, you know, because some of it does build to a point where you're like, Oh my God, I hate everyone. And, and nobody understands. And you know what I'm saying? So um, I guess that's just another reason then again, to, want to release and let these things go because you don't want it to build to where you like blow your top and go post sure. or whatever um it, it, is there hope like have have you seen people able to successfully forgive let things go and move into like a, a happier phase of life a more you know peace-filled phase of life yes absolutely and i think that i've done that over and over and over and over I mean, I think that I am living proof that it can be done, um, that it's it was it's really hard. A lot of emotions involved, a lot of terrible behaviors and things that then I had to go back and say, you know, like to you even, you know, I'm really sorry that I put you through this. I didn't realize I was such a toxic person at the time or or like um, or that I may have like hurt a friend unintentionally. Um, and I had to then go back and say sorry to certain people because of the forgiveness or the unforgiveness that I was harboring myself. Um, but yes, it can be done. Yes, there is hope. And um, I, I just think that it's, it is a very intentional, deliberate, purposeful thing that you have to work through every single day, sometimes even every single day. Um, I know that there's been a lot of times where I'd like have to lay something down and then pick it back up. And then maybe in the midst of laying that down and picking it back up, something else came up. Uh, so 
but but yes it is it's it's it it's can be done it's very doable and for me i i knew the ugly person that i was becoming or that i already was and i didn't want to be there anymore i didn't want to go there anymore i didn't want to take that into my marriage i didn't want to continue to hold this into my marriage or or bring it to zai and 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 then end up you know pushing things on him and he didn't deserve that at all that was probably one of the main reasons why i wanted to purposefully study this and go through this process is because he definitely you know didn't deserve to be treated the way that i was treating him maybe um but yeah it's there's hope uh i encourage you to just walk this out with someone um i will walk you through this honestly like i'm i know i'm putting myself out there and there's probably a dozen more people that need to go through this and in time they will but um i can say for a fact that i have let go of a lot to where i can now talk about someone and be at peace have no ill wills or offenses toward them because i've let that go um, yes, there are some things that still kind of trigger me and get to me and go into my head. And, um, but just the act of like choosing not to bring it up, choosing not to reopen that case, um, choosing not to, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm never going to be reminded of that thing. I just, I'm not gonna, I refuse to that. I don't want that negativity to come out of my mouth. So I'm not going to bring it up anymore, you know, but there is hope. It's I, I don't want to kill my purpose for the sake of still allowing something like someone else to attack my mind and my body. Um, and I don't want to kill my purpose. I think that part of my purpose is to um, kind of connect with people on a certain level and then help them through that. And I don't want to kill my purpose because I'm going to choose to reopen some some case that I closed a long time ago. So, um, again, just there is hope. Uh, maybe you need counseling. Maybe you don't. Maybe you can go for a walk and go through all of these steps by yourself. Maybe just journaling would be helpful for you. There's a lot of different things that we can do to, um, you know, get through this. But... It's just takes a while sometimes. So if somebody wants to like maybe start to address this with some guidance, do you have any resources? It seems like you might be a resource for people as well. What else, like where else can people go to start to gain some, I guess, understanding, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, if they want to explore this further? Well, a trusted friend. If there is someone that they actually trust, they can go to their friend. Um, I have specific resources. I can point anybody into any direction of counseling. You want a male counselor, I have someone lined up. You have female counselor, I have that lined up for you also. Um, if you work in St. Louis and you prefer to meet with someone in St. Louis for your lunch break, I have a counselor there that I, um, that I love. Um, and then there are some here in Edwardsville, some in Glen Carbon, some in Troy that um, I can point some anyone towards. So how can somebody best reach you if they want to, to ask questions? Yeah. 
uh, through the gym helpline. I check oh. that sometimes. Um, and then it, if they just say, just say, I want to talk to Caroline, <laughs> um, I can get in contact with them. Uh, if you don't want to put it right there, the gym helpline, 618-248-24-4256. Uh, oh, it's up there on the screen, I guess. Um, I do answer those texts occasionally. Um, just say, you know, I need help. I actually have a, a whole personal growth study on this to help guide you through five days of, or four or five days of study through this. Um, I can email that to you. It's not a problem at all. What's um, the best email address if somebody wanted to reach you? Just uh, info at CrossFitEdwardsville.com. If you want to reach me, that's where you can reach me. Is it okay for them to reach out at that email if this is a highly like sensitive or confidential conversation as well? Yeah, you can do that. And if you're not comfortable doing that, you can message me through my private Facebook messenger page where no one is going to get to you there. It is just me. And um, I think I'm on Facebook as Caroline Skelly. Might be Caroline Clemens Skelly. My maiden name as well. Liner Clemens Skelly. I might have changed that. I had a couple of student stalkers once. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I had to ditch that idea of uh, here. Let me just look at it real quick. I don't even know. Oof. What is it? Is it on? Am I on there as Caroline? So again, you can text the gym helpline if you have some questions you want to get connected with Caroline or some of the resources that she has directed us to. 618-248-4256 gym line. Also email info at crossfitedwards.com. And then you can also reach out to Caroline directly and confidentially via Facebook Messenger. Is that right? Yeah. So there's Fine. like a lot of Caroline Skellies. Um, if you just um, either text or email those two um, direct links that Greg put up there, then I can also get in touch with you. Got you it. can find me on Facebook. Well, Caroline, well, thank you for coming on here on the podcast to help share your understanding, your insights into this topic you know it's a it's a very serious one but it's not like it's a worthwhile one that it's good for all of us to be at least like aware of these things and then for a lot of us also take those next steps as difficult as challenging as they may be mm -hmm. to explore some of those like you know darker sides of our our more uh the, the the areas of our life that are harder to investigate but maybe are a piece maybe or a key of unlocking our complete health picture so thank you again for joining us thank you to all of you guys for tuning in as well i'm going to wish everybody in our audience and caroline a beautiful and blessed rest of your day Thanks.